gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a soggy dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. Now, this is a little different than what we've offered here in the past. I have a podcast we just started, and I thought, why not make one of our weekly podcasts actually where we're doing our Dog Talk Live? So to the podcast, welcome to Dog Talk Live number 71, which we do on Facebook and YouTube. I figured it would just be really kind of cool to have all of it together because the podcast, when we're doing regular episodes, we try to be a little more... I guess structured, but our dog talk lives are always great because we get such wonderful comments and questions from people throughout dog talk live. So we figured we'd combine the both. I wanted to see if it would actually work. It looks like everything is plugging along and working uh, and we'll go from there. Memphis is here. Uh, she wants to say hi. Memphis to everybody is uh, the co-host of dog talk live. She is a dog and she sits on my lap during the co-host uh, as, the, as the co-host. She usually keeps her back to the uh, screen and bites my ears and licks my face. But she decided she wanted to be on today, so we got her here. She's putting her paws on my shoulders, and I have very, very bad sunburn, which is uh, not feeling too good, but she really doesn't care because it's all about her. I hope everyone's having a great day. It is hot here. It's uh, pushing 90 degrees here in southern Wisconsin. Uh, We are dealing with uh, high humidity and having dogs you have to be careful with them during this kind of weather uh the other thing you have to be careful with is if you're training them you really got to be careful with the uh the uh amount of time that you're working with them and not overheating them so today i took the dogs out and we worked on uh finishing up retrieves getting them to finish to hand working on starting them to heal and really also working with the dogs so that they're not breaking so starting them where they're at heel and they don't go until they're released how i do that i start where i'm holding onto a leash or a small lead a lot of times it's even the extra piece of uh, collar from the e-collar i hold it i tell them to sit and then i release them on their name so if it was Memphis, we'd yell Memphis, and she would take off and run and get the ret- whatever she was retrieving. Uh, today, we started using the e-collar, and correcting was sit. And if the dog got squirrely and started to move, I'd, I'd uh, nick him with the e-collar and tell him sit again. And then through it. And it was something where you're working with the dogs, and you are, uh, you're correcting them, but you still have to make it fun because the dogs can get a bad attitude and not want to retrieve if they, if they don't like, if you give them too much pressure. So kind of something where you're, you're making some of it fun and throwing happy bumpers, but then also uh, instilling discipline on them and making them understand that they have to 
without a doubt sit still. So it was it was an interesting day. Uh, the dogs all did great. Uh, we did a few retrieves on land, and then what we did was we did a, the, the rest in the water just to get the dogs uh, cooled off so that they can uh, they can still run. But uh, with our Dog Talk Lives, if you're listening to the podcast, if you uh, go to our uh, our Facebook page, Sporting Dog Adventures, we do a couple of these a week. And as long as the uh, podcast works out and everything uh, seems to seems to plug along, we'll probably put one of our Dog Talk Lives up on as a podcast. What we do is we have people on, we ask, ask people to let us know where they're from, and then have people throw in questions on what they want to talk about. Uh, so that we can help people, uh, help people get involved with their dogs and help with questions in training, puppies, hunting, whatever's on their, uh, on their mind today. We've got Claire checking in from Texas. We've got Mark checking in from Oregon, saying hi to Memphis. She says hi back. Uh, we've got Marty. He says, my lab and GPS used to love to lay in the sun on our blacktop driveway. Do any of your dogs do that? Marty, I actually was out and I put all the dogs out in the dog yard. And I'm out there and it's just, I'll admit it, I'm from Wisconsin. So it's it's oppressive heat to me when it's over when it's over about 75 degrees. So we're pushing 90. Um, it's high humidity. I'm out there. I'm sweating like a, like a pig. And I look over and the dogs are all laying on the ground right in the sun. And all I could do is just shake my head and think, my God, I, I, I wish I could be a dog because it was so incredibly warm. But they didn't mind. Uh, I don't leave them out for long periods of time. Uh, like now, they'll be out for probably about 45 minutes total. I make sure that they have a lot of water. Uh, once they get back in, they have water when they're out there. So it is making sure you're being safe for the dogs so that they can go out and they can really have a fun time. We have Sonia from South Carolina. What kind of e-collar do I recommend? Sonia, I have five different e-collar models. Um, from my time with TV, uh, with our TV show, uh, I worked with a lot of different e-collar companies. I also bought a few. Um, I really like the uh, either a Garmin or a Dogtra. Uh, to me, they seem to be the highest of quality. Uh, with that said, there are a lot of good collars out there, and being a collar snob, uh, having where I'm training uh, 30, 40 dogs a year, obviously I have higher standards that I want from my collars. Uh, the biggest thing that I always tell people is make sure that you are getting a collar that is rechargeable as well as, well as waterproof. If you have where you're working with collars on on things and you drop them you don't want them to break and you want to make sure they're waterproof because when we're out with our dogs we're out in the outdoors uh claire actually said she wants a collar that does tone and uh and cor collar correction electric correction it's funny claire because i tell people uh that the tone and the uh, vibrate function to warn the dog is basically telling little johnny one more time you always have those parents where little johnny one more time one more time and i'm gonna Little, I'm gonna little Johnny one more time, and they keep giving time after time and after time again. My personal opinion: I tell my clients never, ever, ever use the tone as a warning. I don't care. It, it, it. To me, it is, and it is exactly doing this. It's conditioning the dog to listen the second time. If the dog knows they're going to get a uh, a freebie or a warning, they're going to push that envelope with you, and. I know most people humanize their dogs and they think, oh my gosh, you know what? I really want to make sure that my dogs, uh, I, I don't have to shock them. What I will tell you is that if you use a collar and 
the first time you give a correction to the dog, uh, every time they will listen quicker because uh, because they know the correction's coming. And what'll happen is you're looking at a safety issue. Uh, the easiest way I can explain it for my uh, customers when they're here training is we are on a county highway. I tell them, okay, if we're 30 yards from the highway or at, let's say 30 feet, 30 feet from the highway, we're both sitting there, our dogs are sitting at heel and a bunny rabbit runs out and the dogs take off after the rabbit. Driving down the county highway at 70 miles an hour is a dump truck with a full load that's not going to be able to stop. The dogs are going to go on that truck's path. Do you want the dog that listens the first time or do you want the dog that listens after the warning? You will condition them if you're using these uh, warning, uh, warning tones and vibrations, you will condition them to always listen after they get their warning. It is just the same thing as you deal with with kids, the same thing with people, the same thing with husbands, as my wife would probably say. So that is my, my, my opinion on that, but you wanna make sure you're getting one that is waterproof, that, uh, that is rechargeable and shockproof so that you're not having to buy a collar twice. Uh, please guys, as we sit here, uh, we need more questions. Let me know what questions you have. Let me know where you are from and what you would like to talk about today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to work with the dogs abbreviated in the morning, and then we are going up to work on duck blinds. I had a really good design where my duck blinds were going to float in our marsh and go up and down, and they are now falling apart. So uh, the people that owned our property before us had uh, worked for a, a, a electric company. <coughs> I have like 12 of these uh, poles, uh, power poles, the wooden ones, that are sitting on my property, and I'm going to cut those and I'm gonna actually use those and affix them to the blinds so that we go from where our blinds were going up and down to where we are going to have uh, stationary blinds. So we'll put them several feet above the water, have them uh, affixed to everything, and then go from there. Odin, any new videos this season? Odin, no, uh, after we lost my son Cole last year uh, and he passed away, uh, we made the decision that we were not gonna do any more videos. Uh, so, the video side of Sporting Dog Adventures is no more. Um, maybe at some point, if, a, if an easy app is made for doing editing like I have on this podcast, uh, we, we would revisit it. But as of now, moving forward, uh, we have nine seasons that are on our uh, YouTube. And we are going to focus on our podcast, our Dog Talk Lives, and our social media. And just kind of plug away from there. But if you haven't watched all nine seasons, <coughs> there are eight of them on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sporting Dog Adventures TV. And the cool thing about that is I went back and watched a few and I'm like, wow, these are really awesome. <laughs> they, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun because I had done so many hunts that I forgot what it was like. No, Scarlet's whining. Scarlet wants to uh, uh, be pet and play retrieving games and she is not happy with me right now. So when you hear the dogs in the background, realize that uh, my house is a madhouse at times with these dogs. And that is what we are dealing with while we're doing our recording. Uh, again, please let me know what questions you have. Let me know if you want to talk about anything today. Um, the rest of the week, I'm going to work with our dogs. Again, we're just going into, uh, we're just at one month, uh, coming up on one month. We're in the, we're in the fourth week. Uh, we are going to be uh, kicking into uh, finishing retrieves, starting our field work, 
and kind of really progressing uh, at a pace that's really good. We're, we're, we're at a great pace with these dogs. Uh, we're going to progress to the point where we're working on not just water retrieves where they're just jumping in the pond and coming out, but where we're starting to show them some more technical things uh, like cover on their water retrieves, uh, having um, where they're leaving from different types of shore. Uh, eventually, I've got one dog that is not part of this group that came in earlier. Uh, we're working from going from land into the water and then back onto land. Um, so these are all the things that I do with the dogs to get them so that <coughs> they are more field ready and ready for hunting season. Again, I train all gun dogs. Uh, they're all hunting dogs. I don't work with dogs uh, that, that run competition. Um, I do train my own, my own dogs to a junior or started level, but then from there I pass them to someone that runs hunt tests because you really got to have someone that is working on those concepts and seeing different properties for the dogs to excel at a hunt test. Whereas younger dogs, they just need to be taught concepts on a more novel level and we have everything on our property here in southern Wisconsin and our other property in central Wisconsin where we can show them. So let's see, best way to start teaching multiple retrieves, Dan asked. Dan, you can go on our uh, YouTube channel. We've got a great uh, video that I put up um, that you can watch. As far as explaining it, I would go on a mowed field or in your yard if you've got a bigger yard. I would throw the dog, hand throw the dog a bumper, have him go and pick that one bumper up. I would throw it again, have him go and pick it up. Make sure your dog is, is, is steady also. Then I would throw that bumper a third time to that same spot. So the dog's been doing that retrieve. I would pivot and I would step in front of the dog so that I blocked them from going to that, to that uh, bumper. And I would throw another bumper shorter so that it's real close. And that's going to be your go bird. And I would send them on that have them go pick that short bird up or short bumper up. And then I would turn and have them healed so that they're facing that retrieve that they've learned. You're teaching them a learned marked retrieve so that on their second uh, retrieve or second bird or second bumper, they are gonna go and pick that up. So that is how I would handle it. Um, it works out really well. You wanna do it on a mode field so the dog understands a concept and, and really work with them before on healing and making sure that they're completely under control. But once you get it where they are doing that uh, well on a mode uh, on, on a mode field, you can take them to water. You can make the uh, retrieves longer. Uh, you can go to a little bit heavier cover. But that would be how you're going to take your dog from doing one to two to a double retrieve. All right, our dog talk lives normally go between 15 and 30 minutes. Uh, we try to keep them around then because it seems like that is what works best uh, on Facebook. I, we're hitting somewhere in between the the neighborhood of uh, 2,500 to 5,000 views in our dog talks, which is kind of cool. That's, uh, we usually have people from all over the world that comment on them. Uh, normally, we have uh, all parts of the U.S. Uh, we have Canada, we have New Zealand, and then we'll have uh, Great Britain, Ireland, and some different places that are usually on here. Uh, I think being on earlier in the afternoon harms us a little bit as far as getting those folks on because of the time difference. But it is always, uh, I guess it's very humbling to have people that are following uh, our page, and it's our page, everybody, uh, and, and really following us and, and, and having being part of our, our conversation. So again, we are uh, going to give a last call to uh, for questions. Uh, if you do have questions later, you can absolutely feel free to put them up as a comment on the Facebook Live or on the YouTube Live. And we will uh, come back and check this page later and try to answer those questions. Uh, we do our 
live events. Uh, generally, we, we do them about two to three times a week. Um, I try to do them on Facebook as well as YouTube. YouTube, again, if you have questions there, uh, please leave them as a comment. I'm running uh, two different uh, browsers open on my, my computer, so I can't see YouTube right now because we're recording uh, with, uh, with, with my phone. But put your, put your questions up as a comment. I will answer back as a comment, and I will do the same on our Facebook page. I'll answer back as a comment. Uh, you can also email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com, and I will be more than happy to answer your questions. If you would like your question on our formal podcast, where it's more structured, if you'd like a question to be answered on there, please submit the question to me at sportingdogtv at gmail.com, and I will use one or two of those questions uh, every week on our podcast. It's, it's, it's interesting because I take the ones that I know I can explain best uh, verbally, and then we can uh, hopefully help other people and help other people get out there and work with their dogs. So that is pretty much it today. Uh, we don't have any other questions coming in, so we're going to call it, and uh, we're at 16 minutes. We're going to call our Facebook Live, our YouTube Live, and our podcast for the day, but we do really appreciate you stopping in. We appreciate you guys having uh, being part of the conversation. God bless. Have a great day. Sporting dog adventures run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.